from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Work and Life on Business Radio. Welcome to Work and Life, the conversation in which we explore everything related to work and the rest of your life, your family, your community, our society, and your private self, who you are as an individual human being, your mind, your body, your spirit. I am your host, Stu Friedman. I'm the founding director of Wharton's Work-Life Integration Project and of our leadership program. Now, I run a management consulting and training company. It's called Total Leadership. Visit totalleadership.org for information on how we help people and organizations find harmony among the different parts of life while improving performance in all of them. New episodes of this show premiere Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern time here on Sirius XM channel 132. And you can follow us on Twitter at SXM Business, as well as me at Stu Friedman. Well, I am just so happy to be having this conversation today with my guest. Maybe you've dealt with cancer in your life, uh, your own or someone close to you. Were you confused about how to talk about it? with people, with loved ones, with coworkers, with friends? Did you feel afraid, alone, overwhelmed? What did you feel? What was that like for you? Well, my guest today has created what she calls a radically honest platform for cancer patients, caregivers, and survivors, because she knows what it's like being a recent cancer survivor herself. Leah Schuster-Beer, is the founder and CEO of Alula, that's A-L-U-L-A. And she's also a former student of mine from Wharton's MBA program, where she took my total leadership course a few years ago. Leah, welcome back to Wharton and welcome to Work and Life. Dude, it is totally surreal to be here. Um, I'm plotting internally and externally. Um, I'm honored and I'm excited to tell you more today. It's so good to have you here. Let me tell listeners just a bit more about you before we get into our conversation. Prior to Alula, Leah built a career in community development and impact investing, partnering with mayors and governors across the country to create innovative financing solutions that improved community outcomes. She started her career at Goldman Sachs on the corporate currency derivatives team. In addition to receiving her MBA in entrepreneurial management from the Wharton School, Leah is a proud Dartmouth alum, a native Queens girl, which we won't hold against her (laughs) because I'm from Brooklyn. You know how that goes, people in New York, Brooklyn and Queens. There's some tension there. And she's also an immigrant to the United States of America. Oh, Leah, tell us first, what is Alula? Well, Sue, thank you for that introduction. Um, I'm excited to talk a, a bit about uh, the the thread from total leadership to today, and um, I'm now back in Brooklyn, so the the Brooklyn Queens connection continues. Okay, um, Alula, as you described, uh, our our mission is to uh, make cancer less lonely, and we're doing this in this radically honest platform, which is taking on the practical issues of how to navigate. The scariest words of your life, the the words so many of us in so many ways between our consumption of kale to our exercise to our sleep patterns are, are trying to avoid our so much of our life is trying to avoid a cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Alula, with the combination of our marketplace, our recovery registry, our care calendar, and our digital suite of tools to help patients and their loved ones better navigate this terrifying experience, we uh, imagine a world where we can make cancer less lonely. We're doing this in a number of ways. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, we launched a partnership with uh, McKesson MedSurge, which is the largest supplier of medical supplies to oncology clinics all over the country. We are their first direct-to-consumer partner. Um, What what are you doing with McKesson? What's the... uh the service or product that you are bringing to market? We partnered with them as their first direct-to-consumer partner to work with, we've worked with their oncology team to put together the foundation of our marketplace to help bring the products that you're finding in oncology clinics home. Because what we've learned is that Hmm. 
such a small fraction of your life with cancer is actually inside the hospital room. Mm. Um, throughout my experience as a caregiver, a patient and a survivor, I've spent so much time in waiting rooms outside the OR, in chemotherapy infusion chairs, in the radiation chamber chairs, in on the biopsy uh, table. And I think that's what everybody, when they think about cancer and when they think about illness, they imagine those moments. Mm -hmm. That's what's in all the marketing billboards mm -hmm. on the highway. But what I learned both as a caregiver to my mom who battled breast cancer when I was at Wharton to as a patient myself, I was diagnosed six months after graduating Wharton. Mm -hmm. um, what I've learned is that the majority of my life with cancer was actually uh, in my bedroom, on my couch in my shower, mm -hmm. on the subway, at the office. It was the life outside the hospital, which is where I felt the most scared. It was the subway rides to work when I was attached to chemotherapy in a, in a fanny pack, which is crazy by the way, but that's where the science has arrived, which is the coolest. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if my, what if my pick line pops out of my arm? Your what? what if, Your what line? My pick line, it's the... Um, the tube through which uh, your chemotherapy flows into you. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is it's literally like sticking out of your arm. And during your course of, you know, what will be four to eight cycles of infusions, you have to figure out how to cover it at night so that uh, you don't rattle it. You need to figure out how to get dressed uh, while having this tube sticking out of your arm. Um, the second time that I had cancer, my cancer, unfortunately relapsed a few months after my first cycle of treatment. And, um, some of the hardest moments was that suddenly nothing in your life fits. Your clothes don't fit, mm. you lost your hair. You suddenly can't, um, wash with the same shampoo. You can't wash with the same body wash The your skin biologically has changed because of the chemotherapy you're on, mm -hmm. um, I was diagnosed with medically induced menopause. I suddenly started to develop hot flashes. I suddenly started to get hormonally related sleep disruption. I then began to question, how did I even get cancer at 29? I became obsessed with what was in my water, what was in my food. What does organic even mean? Oh, you mean to try to understand the origins of the, of the illness? Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. um, especially for something, you know, I had, uh, I was diagnosed with the rare form of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma called primary metastinal B cell. Uh, my doctor said it had started to grow probably a few months before I landed in the emergency room in January, mm -hmm. 2018. And they didn't actually know what caused it. They told me it was environmental causes cause my cancer. And that was the beginning of really started to get fascinated with how can we build an easy place for cancer patients to discover the stuff, the truth, and the help? And that's what we're building at Alula. We have built a first of its kind marketplace and recovery registry product uh, where we've partnered not just with oncology experts like McKesson, but a myriad of brands to really assort uh, the products and services that patients need from during treatment during recovery from treatment. And uh, in this new phase that I'm in during survivorship, we have built communication tools such as our finding the words feature, which is a customized email template that helps you write the hardest email you've ever had to write, telling your friends and family the worst news. Um, mm. We have customized that to really start to uh, minimize the friction of those immediate, very human moments mm -hmm. to help people just even situate what your this new chapter you're about to start in your life. Um, and then we've, we have, so do you work with psychologists to develop that or uh, like, how did, how did you come to understand what it is that people needed to be able to get, you know, appropriate guidance uh, without being spoon fed, but given, you know, the kinds of materials that they could adapt uh, for their own uses in, in communicating, in the, uh, just to pick up on, on that one example, which is, uh, it's, it's so poignant to think about, um, and, which you're bringing to life in such a clear way. I, you know, I, I don't usually cry when I'm doing this show, but I'm holding it back here, Leah, because your story is so, 
it's so powerful and 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 how you have taken your own experience uh and 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 transformed your experience into something of, of value to other people i mean that's why i wanted you to to be talking with us today because yours is uh is such a significant undertaking so how just back to the, I'm sorry if I'm digressing and sort of ranting here, uh, but back to the question of how, how did you find those words that, that could help people use their own words modeled after what you might offer them? It's all patient informed. We started with the hardest email I ever had to send and we analyzed that email. And I remember so desperately uh, dreading sending out the email and my cancer relapsed. Oh, well, even taking a step back. We, first, we started with my story and we analyzed, you know, uh, I got diagnosed on January 11th, 20, uh, 2018. I was on my way to Utah going on, on a ski trip with my husband. On the flight over, I had chest pain. My husband's a cardiologist. So naturally I texted oh. him from the JetBlue flight and I said, Ben, I'm having a heart attack. And he said, honey, there's no way you're having a heart attack. Cause otherwise you wouldn't be texting me. <laughs> but I said, I don't feel good. We have to go to the ER, mm. you know, within six hours, they found an eight by 10 centimeter tumor and where uh, in the center of my chest, uh, right between my lungs and my heart. And I vividly remember, I didn't believe those words, Hey, we think you have cancer until then look, you know, a Harvard trained physician looked at the scan and said, and just erupted into tears with, without even mm. anything. Mm-hmm. He then walked out of the room and called one of his best friends from residency, Dr. Ritesh Kotecha, who at the time was a chief oncology fellow at Morrison Kettering. And he said to Ritesh, Tashi, where do we begin? Mm. And we kind kept coming to that question. Where do we begin? Where do we start? And one of those first, you know, we were fortunate that we had taken a two week vacation. Everyone thought we were skiing. <laughs> and so we very secretly were actually trying to understand when, when to book my biopsy, when to try to return to New York. We were literally like, do we just move to Utah and start treatment at Huntsman Cancer Center? I mean, that thought ran through our mind. That's how lost we were. And that was after two years of being a caregiver to my mother. So you learned a lot about the system of how to support people who are hit with that horrible news from from trying to be a support for your mother. Let me just remind listeners, this is Working Life on Business Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 132. I'm your host, Stu Friedman, and my guest today is Leah Schusterbeer, the founder and CEO of Alula, an online platform for cancer patients, survivors, uh, their caregivers, and their friends and coworkers. Um, this is a site that you should know about because there are many useful uh, services available there that you're not going to find elsewhere because it's presented in a way that is, um, I, I guess the term user-friendly, that doesn't really make sense. How would, how would you describe, uh, what, <laughs> Leah, what, what, you're tr- what you're trying to do with Alula to, to provide the stuff, the truth, the help, in a way that, well, has what impact on, on people who are experiencing cancer from whatever role they're in, in the, in the experience. Our mission at Alula is to make cancer less lonely. And Mm -hmm. we're doing that by starting with the lived experience of patients, caregivers, friends and family and survivors. You asked, um, how did we build the finding the words template? Yeah. We started with my experience, we mm-hmm. analyzed the process of what it was like to announce that I have cancer on Instagram mm-hmm. and how awful that was and how awful it was to call each and every one of my girlfriends, not with the news that I got a new job or I got into the school of my dreams or I have a baby, but I have cancer at the age of 29, a few years, a few months before my 30th birthday. And like, I may not make it to my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm that was so much to hold. And as we've, we analyzed other patients' communications Mm -hmm. and we have done that with every inch of the product. Um, Everything from the products that we're selling in our marketplace to the functionality of our recovery registry to the functionality of our care calendars and our communications tools are all patient informed. We've done that with uh, a premier team 
that has joined Alula at this cross section of con leading consumer companies and leading consumer health companies. Our team has joined us from Jab Black, Oscar Health, Care of, Thrive Global, Maven Clinic, MM Lafleur, Blue Apron, to take what we've learned uh, in building uh, sophisticated UX that takes out the friction out of purchasing so many other things to how do you buy the, how do you purchase what you need to feel better and to recover mm -hmm. from one of the harshest uh, medical treatments out there? Hmm. So what is distinctive about Alula's mission? What sets it apart from there? There must be other services and providers that, that have as their, as their goal to support people who are uh, living with cancer or trying to help those around them who are, what, what sets Alula apart? The first thing that sets Alula apart is that I'm, I'm building this out of five years of unanticipated R&D at this triangulation as a patient, myself, a caregiver to my mom, who's a breast cancer survivor, and then a lymphoma survivor myself. We are at the intersection of this trio of experience, which represents the broader experience of going through cancer. We've learned that, unfortunately, one in four Americans are diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime every single day. 5,000 Americans are getting diagnosed with cancer. And it's not just about the patient. It's mm -hmm. also about your coworkers. It's about your friends and your neighbors and your loved ones. Your diagnosis impacts them too. And it's that uh, origin that we're building um, the product from. Mm. Uh, that's such an important idea to be mindful of the the social ecology if you will of of the illness and uh and all the different players uh actors people who are who are affected Let, let's spend just a minute or two on what what sort of the big idea is with respect to how how one works with colleagues that you know in 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 the in the business world or wherever you work uh when you when you've got that when you've got that horrible news that you are now having to deal with cancer, what, what's your, what's the best wisdom that you've, that you've found about managing work relationships? So one of the wildest insights as I've looked back was that my former boss, Jared was one of the first people I texted on our drive back from Huntsman cancer center to our Airbnb. I was so, you know, uh, it was the beginning of the new year of 2018. We were at just the beginning of all this Q1 planning. Um, and I was coming You were back. working where then? I was work. I was managing director of a uh, impact investing uh, firm called the Overton Project. We were mm -hmm. working uh, to revitalize Birmingham, Alabama across uh, initiatives, across maternal health. Um, community development, entrepreneurship, real estate, et cetera. And um, he, he was one of the first people I was like, how am I going to tell him that I have cancer? Mm -hmm. I was so petrified. Like, I've, like I, I was four months into this new job after my MBA. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, was that was the beginning of my transition from really getting off this corporate rat race or you know, what I had been building from Dartmouth to Goldman to getting my MBA, coming back. I, this was my dream job. This was like, uh, what we had talked in your class had actually mapped me to this dream job of actually, uh, leaving my New York bubble and understanding, um, how some of these community development issues, uh, exist in another community. And suddenly I was pivoting everything from, becoming a student of impact investing to becoming a student of cancer and then translating that to my boss and translating that to our clients and translating that to all of our friends. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I need another translation partner. And mm. that's what we're doing with the Lula. We are translating all of these conversations mm -hmm. that are happening outside of the clinical conversations that are happening mm. outside of the hospital room mm -hmm. And we are uh, focused on becoming 
the national authority on those conversations. Mm. Um, what I've learned is that uh, in activating and minimizing the distance between what I was learning, looking up Dr. Google, what I was learning from my oncology team, um, and sharing that with other people, I was, I was investing in being less isolated. I was investing in decreasing my depression. I was investing in uh, re-entry into life after cancer. And what we're hoping to do with our product is facilitate that from day one. We are building the features that I wish I, I wish that I wasn't, didn't have to make up from, from scratch. Cause what I knew is that I'm not the first patient to have to go through these very real life, life pain points with cancer. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's not just about how you communicate with people uh, at work and in other parts of your life. There are, there's a range of products and services that you're, that you're sort of uh, curating uh, and, and making available uh, to people. Um, but, but first, before we get to what those are and, and what you're especially excited about now in what's coming, um, what did you tell Jared and how did he respond? I, I said to him, I, you know, Hey, I have some, some sad news. Um, I know you're busy. Let me know when you have a few minutes to hop on the phone. Mm -hmm. And he never received a text like that from me. So he just, I think we got on the phone within the next hour and it was, I just, you know, I just blurted it out. Like I had a weird scan this morning. They seem to see a tumor. They don't know what kind of tumor it is. I haven't had a biopsy yet. I'm not sure what I had. It was so, it was so hard to hold, um, not knowing what was coming up and like being in the very active process of my information gathering with trying to translate and manage his expectations of what was coming Mm -hmm. and to then manage, um, you know, I'm at the beginning of my career. I want him to, to, to know, I, I value my job. I was scared of, you know, what I, uh, what I, what would, what would medical leave look like? What, uh, would I continue to get salary? When would that expire? Mm-hmm. How much more are my medical bills about to be? Mm-hmm. That was all going through my head. And so I was trying to understand how much of that to preview, how much of that mm-hmm. I was listening in, in between the lines of, yes. I was, I was just, and, and then this is what he said. Your health is the most important thing. We're a hundred percent behind you. We are a hundred percent in your corner. Keep me posted on how I can help. And that is that last line is the guiding principle behind Alula. What we've learned is that so many, so many people want to participate with patients on their road to recovery. And it means, um, and that's why we launched a recovery registry. That's why we've launched these, the care calendar. We've launched act ways to activate your community in a way that um, helps you get these unsexy medical supplies and these. Mm. um, Is that what a recovery registry is? What what is a recovery registry? A recovery registry is helping you register for the products and services you need for cancer, just the way that you would register for a far happier celebratory moment in your life, such as a wedding registry or a baby registry. So like, for example, what's on the recovery, what's the most popular item on the recovery registry right now? Right now, the most popular item is uh, called a FUB, which is sold by one of our brand partners called Anna Ono. Uh, which is uh, founded by an, a breast cancer survivor. And uh, the FUB is an insert that you could put into a bra to help with uh, either post-lumpectomy when um, a portion of your breast have been removed mm-hmm. to remove tumor cells or after a mastectomy where it's pop, uh, all of your, uh, one of your singular or double breasts uh, would have been removed to remove the cancer. Mm. And I think that product actually says everything about what we're trying to do at Alula. What do you mean? What an emotional moment Mm. to set. And I I was living through this with my mom after each lumpectomy, um, her breasts were uneven Mm -hmm. and suddenly the bras in her, in her uh, dresser didn't fit. Mm. And that caused so much pain. And the oncologist wasn't focused on helping her find a bra that would fit 
for mm. helping her discover this FUB insert. The mm. oncologist was focused on helping her assess whether she should start tamoxifen or whether she should start to undergo another medical intervention. Right. But what, what made breast cancer real for my mom was trying to understand how could she find the food. And, mm. and that's what we're trying to do with the Lula. We're trying to curate and, uh, help ease the discovery process of what it is that you need with the lived experience of what a cancer diagnosis actually means for your body actually means for your life for your life for work yeah for your for your marriage for your family etc well we we have to take a short break here uh, but please don't go away when we come back i'll be continuing my conversation with leah schuster beer who is the founder of alula I am Stu Friedman. This is Work and Life on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. Stay with us. We will be right back. You're listening to Work and Life on Business Radio. Welcome back to Work and Life. Really glad you're with us today. I am your host, Stu Friedman. I run a management consulting and training company dedicated to helping people and organizations find greater harmony among the different parts of their lives. It's called Total Leadership. Visit totalleadership.org to learn more. I've been a Wharton faculty member since 1984, and my guest today is Leah Schuster-Beer, who was in my class a few years ago. She is the founder and CEO of Alula, which is an online platform for cancer patients, survivors, their caregivers, their friends, their coworkers, Leah, um, before we get further into what's offered on Alula through your company, what's what's your hope five years from now? What what is a, what does success look like from your perspective uh, as as a business and as a uh, a social institution that that is that is here to help make uh, the experience of cancer less lonely and and uh, and somehow somehow easier. Our goal is to become the leading anti-cancer lifestyle brand in the country. Today, when you're diagnosed with cancer, there's no brand you can look to that sees you and sees the life that you have with cancer and the life after cancer. And our goal is to um, be that brand that can take you from diagnosis, treatment, and recovery through survivorship, but also be there with your family through bereavement if you don't make it. Mm. And we plan uh, to really explore um, the, that spectrum of the, the life cycle of cancer. Now, how, come, how come there's nothing out there like this? Like, isn't this what, for example, social workers and other uh, caregivers that are part of the hospital system or the, you know, the, the medical care system, uh, do they not provide? Because I have had, you know, not a direct experience. And, and I don't know um, what, what's, you know, what sorts of services are presently available. Obviously there's, there's not enough uh, because you wouldn't be doing this if, if there was. Um, but how does this in some ways supplement the services that are already uh, in place in, you know, in the, in the, in the kinds of hospitals and medical settings where such, you know, services as social workers, for example, are available? I love that you bring that up. So we are are in the process of standing up partnerships with departments of social work and oncology across every leading academic center in the country. Um, what we've learned is social work social workers are looking to our technology as a supplement for their work. Uh-huh. Um, they are some of the most um, over uh, understaffed, but uh, highly needed uh, pieces of the onco labor market. And um, they've actually uh, been working closely with us, both social workers and oncology nurses to improve our products so that we could actually impact their patient workflow in the hospital and we could be their collaborator at home. Mm. Uh, so that's super exciting. And that brings me to the second piece of the vision, which we believe that we are building a powerful data set for uh, a lifestyle and behavioral data set for the front end of cancer. There has been trillions of dollars invested in understanding how do we better mine 
what cancer patients' lives look like and what they need from EMR technology, um, understanding medical bill spending. Alula is interested in everything around that. And we believe that those are actually in, um, those are actually significantly linked, uh, that your lifestyle behavior mm -hmm. and your lifestyle needs are actually going to hit against and inform your medical needs. Of and course. that is what we believe is going to be our contribution to the Oncosphere. And that is why we are standing up so many partnerships with community-based oncology centers, as well as academic institutions, uh, and to really study the impact of Alula on patient outcomes. We believe that our technology will, um, will really impact uh, survivorship, uh, recovery, mental health indicators. In, in what way? Like what would be one way, for example, that you would observe that impact? So for instance, one of our products is a vitals bundle, which means um, we have packaged a easy way uh, for you to receive an oximeter, a blood pressure cuff and a thermometer at one of the most competitive and affordable prices on the market. Mm -hmm. It can ship to you within 48 hours. And what patients don't know is, is these three uh, medical devices are critical insights during while you're on chemotherapy for your nurse to understand to better to, to understand if you have lung failure, to understand if you're in sepsis, to understand if you have an infection. And mm -hmm. so even with just that bundle that we're selling on Alula, that is helping um, patients and their care teams better triage and mitigate emergency room hospitalizations. If you have to be hospitalized, catch you as early in the process as possible, mm -hmm. just by offering a way to, for you to have um, th those products at home. Uh, just the products, not, not necessarily the data that they capture. Correct. That's just the products alone. Then you start to go into, okay, well, how can we um, work to really understand and invest in remote monitoring of our patients? Yeah. At home? Then mm -hmm. you get into how many dollars has Alula saved our hospital partners uh, by uh, bringing down either the number of hospitalizations, the extent of hospital stays. Um, and then on a real uh on a real basis, you're empowering the patient. You're empowering the caregiver. You can be at home and the patient's feeling dizzy and you can say, okay, wait, let me check your blood pressure. Okay, wait, let me check your, your oxygen level. You're empowered. With well, I don't have to race to the emergency room or wait a week and a half for, my, for a meeting with, uh, with my, my, my primary caregiver uh, at, at the hospital. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that's why we just last week launched this partnership with McKesson Med Surge um, to create access to these products that currently only exist in the hospital setting, uh, where they're first direct to consumer partner. We have a partnership where um, we are able to deliver these products to 48 states across the country within 48 hours. And we know that's super important because we know patients are getting diagnosed on a Monday and starting treatment on a Wednesday. We also have launched partnerships with 15 other brands um, across mastectomy apparel, across um, supplemental nutrition. And we built this all on the Shopify platform. And we've created, we don't hold any inventory. Uh, we work with our brand partners, again, to get this to patients as soon as possible in an affordable way and an easy to shop manner. So the retail operation, that's, that's a big part of what you must be working on these days. Do I have that right? Correct. That's our, that's our foundational step to uh, help with some of the initial pain points of preparing for what you need at home to get through, to get through the beginning days of treatment. Um, we are analyzing the patient's journey uh, over treatment into recovery and survivorship. And what we're finding is that the after effects of cancer persist. I'm actually learning that remarkably firsthand. In many ways, I thought my R&D for Lula was done. But what I've learned over the last I mean, six when nine, You say it was done like you were in remission and it was over? Yeah, I'm celebrating two years of remission. Um, the two-year mark is a big unlock. I just passed a big scan in March. And I really- Congratulations. Thought, thank you. Thank you. I really thought- like, okay, I can be normal. I can go back to being a normal. You're never going to be normal, Leah. That's obvious. Well, that's, 
Um, I really thought I could kind of like, kind of like that ex-boyfriend, you know, you, you, you pack everything up and you throw it in the back of your closet. And what I'm learning is that I'm now a chronic condition patient. I have a cardiologist I see every six months because I have pericarditis from treatment. I have a reproductive endocrinologist who my husband and I are focused on understanding how, what are we doing with the embryos that we emergently froze before treatment started? Mm. I just got diagnosed with lymphedema. Um, and I'm trying to assess when to start physical therapy for that. I am managing depression. I am managing um, continued micro losses and um, micro losses. What do you mean by that? So it's something I've been dealing with in, in therapy for, you know, three years now. Um, but I think what, what's so invisible about cancer, I, I think people think it's the cancer diagnosis that causes, um, you to kind of feel very lost in your life and, um, to struggle from an emotional and mental health perspective. But for mm -hmm. me, it's actually been these micro losses, these, these, um, these continuous ways that I feel different from other 33 year olds in my stage of life. Um, everything from how I've had to rejigger, uh, my career during treatment mm -hmm. to how I've had to alter my family planning goals mm -hmm. to what my marriage looks like to, mm -hmm. um, what it's been like to be a Im very immunocompromised person during the pandemic. Mm. These um, are not micro. I think in the healthcare world, they are micro. Okay. All right. They don't seem micro at all to me. But of course, they don't seem micro. They aren't micro. Um, and they've continued. I mean, um, mm -hmm. I was just on the phone. I'll tell you this Monday morning, um, I woke up with, really scary breast sensation on my left side. And I've been having that for a few months and mm. I spend two hours. I'm in the breast cancer surveillance program where else on Kettering because I have breast cancer history and they, I had radiation to my chest, which they were avoiding. But when my cancer came back, they had no choice. And so I'm trying to understand, like, I, I, I can't tell you the amount of mornings I wake up and I think I have breast cancer mm. and it's hard to know. Is it lymphedema pain? Is it, is it, and I, I'm, I'm calling a myriad of different specialists. Um, I don't know. Is it, are my hormones coming back? Am I out of menopause? Do I have breast cancer growing in my body? Do I have lymphedema? How do I navigate that? And I'm trying to do that on a Monday morning where I'm just trying to start my week, like everybody else. Hmm. Again, I don't know. Is that a micro loss? Is that a macro loss? But that is the lived well, experience. Uh, let me remind listeners, this is work and life on business radio. Sirius XM 132. I'm Stu Friedman, your host. I'm speaking with Leah Schuster-Beer, who's the founder and CEO of Alula, which is a website for cancer patients, survivors, caregivers, all of those who, who are involved in the experience of dealing with cancer. Um, so you're starting your Monday morning, you're running a big organization here with so much growth potential and uh, you know, funding sources that are coming from, well, tell us just in a nutshell, what the funding picture looks like and, and what you're most excited about in terms of what you, the investor uh, interest in and, uh, and commitments. So last, uh, last spring in the middle of the pandemic, I was fortunate to raise our pre-seed fund of $2.2 million, which was led by Andy Dunn, the founder of Bonobos. And um, he is credited with really uh, originating this direct-to-consumer uh, trend over the last decade. Um, we also received funding from Chelsea Clinton and her new fund, Metrodora, which wrote uh, she wrote her first check of Metrodora into Alula, and we have put together $2.2 million syndicate of, uh, you know, top-notch venture capitalists and angel investors from the East Coast, the West Coast. And what we learned, so many of our investors have been touched by cancer in sure. their personal life. And mm -hmm. what's been so, um, and this kind of speaks a little bit to some of the insights from your total leadership class, what's been so neat in building Alula is that, and in raising venture funding, which is one of the most intimidating career segments I've ever had, mm -hmm. was 
Alula has given me a language and an experience where so many of these intimidating lines got blurred. Uh, it gave us an opportunity to have, uh, you know, a typical high growth startup, total addressable market conversation in such a deeply human way. Mm. And what I'm excited about as we um, continue to access additional growth capital, as we continue to hire teams, you know, my whole team, we are all personally touched by cancer, mm. um, is that, um, that's the reality with one in four Americans expected to get cancer in their lifetime. I think that number is edging to, to one in three by some measures. Um, we know that with the pandemic cancer screens are put on halt and mm -hmm. I'm pretty terrified for, for what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, we know, unfortunately, cancer is not going away. Um, but what's been so neat within my relationships with our investors with my founding team with recruiting talent in a you know fiercely competitive climate is that cancer has been this pretty unbelievable humanizing equalizer mm -hmm. and it has led to extremely rich friendships with mm -hmm. my investors it has led to a very raw and authentic and human first working environment Mm -hmm. I have built our work rhythms at Alula to keep me alive, to keep I've me been wondering about that throughout this conversation, Leah. How are you dealing with the pressures that must be enormous uh, in this, uh, you know, launching phase of, of an exciting business that has so many stakeholders? Um, how are you managing that? And a second part of this question is, how is what we did together in total leadership a few years ago still, you know, resonating, resonating with you uh, and and helpful if it, if it is at all? Oh, my gosh, it's, it's been a massive guiding light. Um, I mean, I think ever since I took your class, it really changed my mind. You know, and when we, I don't know if you remember, but when we were taking I was taking your class, I was in the throes of my mom's breast cancer diagnosis. I remember I had. Uh, negotiated. I, I was, it was the summer before I reached out to, um, the head of the, of the program and, and, and begged to transfer to San Francisco for the fall semester, uh, because my mom was undergoing treatment at UCSF and I needed oh. to take four months to support, to support mm -hmm. her. Um, and that was really the beginning of, you know, my journey and understanding, how I blended work and life. I think when I got diagnosed and, and our class really motivated me and gave me the courage to reach out to the program and say, gosh, I know I completely missed the deadline, but the most important thing right now is for me to be with my parents. Mm -hmm. um, that's not something I think before I took your class, I would have had the courage to do because I wouldn't have done the values, the value work to know that I wanted to be there for my mom. I didn't know how long I would be with her. And it was very important for me to prioritize that over everything else. But so I by, also, be by becoming more clearly aware of and able to articulate what was most important to you, you had a greater sense of, uh, uh, of clarity as to how to act in a way that was in accord with those, with those values and those, those, you know, most important aspirations for your life. Totally. And I was able to design my MBA program to support my caregiver uh, role. Mm -hmm. When I was diagnosed personally, that was like the ultimate, uh, redesign of my life. And I, I start, and I wrote about this in a medium piece that I launched in January when we launched in my third cancerversary. I, when I heard the words I had cancer, one of my first instinct moments was did the last 10 years of my career ambition lead me here? All of those late nights at mm -hmm. Goldman Sachs, all of those moments where I was pushing myself beyond my oh, limits. Did you do this to yourself? You were thinking, yeah. Is this your, is this, did your ambition give your key answer was what I thought. Oh, wow. And so I've spent a lot of the last three years really thinking through how do I want to work? How hmm. do I want to design um, my relationship with, 
my desire to drive societal impact at scale, but also balance that and integrate that with what I want to wake up and read, who I want to work mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. who makes me smile, who mm-hmm. um, gives me life force. Mm-hmm. And I've been balancing that with actually staying biologically healthy. Yes. And um, I'm fortunate to work with a phenomenal um, executive coach named Liz Tran, who started a company called Reset, uh, which pre-pandemic was a physical sanctuary in uh, downtown Manhattan, um, working with executives to help them align their values with their their startups. Mm -hmm. And um, she and I have designed radical work rhythms at Alula to keep me alive. We at Alula um, have our, our constant work in progress. We are constantly designing ways to create boundaries so that people could tre- treasure life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest pivot since I took in your class is that for me has been, how do we actually optimize so that we're living more? Um, when I was in a hundred day quarantine after my transplant, it was the first time in my life I wasn't working. Um, you know, growing up as an immigrant kid, I had been working odd jobs since I was a teenager mm-hmm. to, to pay for prom, to pay for school, mm-hmm. etc. Those hundred days as a post transplant bubble girl was the first time since I was 12 that I wasn't thinking about a job. Mm-hmm. And what I saw in my living room was, I was like, I witnessed how much time everybody is spending at work hmm. from my husband to my mm-hmm. sister who had moved in with us to our best friends. I was so lonely. I just couldn't wait for people to come home from work. Mm-hmm. And that was my first view of my gosh, people are waking up at 7am and they're jumping in the shower and they're trying to catch a subway. So you're trying to make it a a different kind of work experience that is more human centered. As you say, we we only have a few more minutes here. I'm I'm sorry to say, I have so many more things I want to ask you about, but one that, that really strikes me is what is it that, that people with cancer or just getting the diagnosis, what is it that they find most difficult in terms of being able to access help, to ask for help or to receive it? What's the hardest part? I think the hardest part is level setting. How do you translate these very unexpected, invisible, physiological things that are happening to you and have a conversation with that and destigmatize that? Um, mm-hmm. And how do they not hold that? What patients are feeling is it's so shocking to the recipient. And so you're suddenly holding you're certainly trying to manage your emotion Mm -hmm. through that with someone else's pain. Um, Someone else is hearing that and they're, you know, what are they saying? And um, so you're worried about, about your husband, about your boss, about your family. Uh, Like how are they going to feel when they hear this terrible news about me? In addition to your own sense of shock and, 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 and fear. People feel a lot of guilt. People so, feel guilty oh. asking for help. People feel guilty that in sharing bad news, they've ruined your day. Um, they've made you worried. Mm, I'm um, sorry I have to tell you this, but I have cancer is, is how people might be thinking. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, and what's wrong with that? And how, what have you learned about how one should, you know, how it's just better for your own mental health and for the relationship and for the other person? What's a better way? What I've learned and the principle on which we're building Alula is mm-hmm. radical honesty is the better way. Destigmatization is the better way. Talking about the hard, invisible things that isn't out there is the better way. Um, mm-hmm. I've been very frank about these uncomfortable conversations ranging from my cancer induced menopause to my infertility, to my, um, my marital problems and, and my marital successes to, to all of that. And what we've learned is that that's actually where the community is, is gravitating. That's actually where community is being built. It's on these 
conversations that are being held between cancer friends and text messages and forums, Mm -hmm. people are looking for camaraderie and someone else and support around these issues that they're embarrassed about. They're trying to figure out, is this normal? And we at Alula are both through our humans of cancer content, as well as our features are saying, yes, this is normal. And we're going to help you talk about it. We have to, we have to close here. Leah, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Please tell our listeners how they can learn more about Alula. Thank you for having me. You can learn more about Alula by logging on to myalula.com. You also can follow us on uh, social media at our Alula. Leah, I am uh, so, so proud of what you've accomplished here and how you have transformed your experience into something uh, that is of value to others. And uh, it's, it's very exciting to see where you might go with this because it's, it's clear that you're going to be helping many, many people to deal with, uh, you know, with one of the scourges of our, of our existence these days. Um, and that is a, uh, that is um, that's a wonderful and noble uh, enterprise, and I applaud you for it. And I'm I'm just uh, happy to know you, and very glad that you decided to spend a few minutes chatting with me about your experience. I hope you'll come back to tell us more about your progress uh, sometime down the road, Leah. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much, Stu. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week at 5 p.m. Eastern. If you have a question about something you heard on the show, just email me. I'm friedman at wharton.upenn.edu, or you can uh, find me on LinkedIn. Edited free versions of this show will appear at totalleadership.org as a podcast. So check that out. Thanks, Patty Hall, for producing. My sound engineer is Chris Tooks. I am Stu Friedman. You've been listening to Work and Life on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 132.